0: Love, talk Radio. The following broadcast is brought to you by the iGolf Sports Network. The Women of Golf Show is sponsored by the iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company providing quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. And Golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instruction magazine, with insightful reviews on the latest equipment tips from top teaching professionals helping you improve your game from tea to green good morning welcome to the women of golf the number one women's golf show around the world with hosts ted Rico and cindy miller join them as they interview some of the best players from the epson lpga and legends tour and so many others helping to elevate women's golf so without further ado here are your hosts ted and cindy
1: all right good morning everybody and once again welcome to the women of golf show i'm ted O'Dorico, and right alongside of course each and every week is none other than legends tour player and lpga professional cindy miller and we are your host good morning cindy miller
2: good morning ted Oderico. how are you <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> doing well. Uh, we am <laughs> doing very well. Uh, I just thought I'd throw a little extra zip in there this morning. Um, so, how Howard, before we, we bring out our, our first guest, we got a great show, by the way. Uh, we're going to be joined here in just a moment by a young lady um, who is currently up in Utah. We'll talk to her a little bit about that. Jacqueline Lee is uh, an Epson Tour player and uh, also has been part of the LPJ as well. Uh, and then a little bit later on, we're going to be joined by Leslie Myers, who is the president of HotGirlsPearls.com. Uh, interesting to find out a little bit more about that um, but as I was just telling you off air last week and stupid me I forgot to mention it was our 300th show that you and I have been together so another little milestone another box that we can check off and I thought it was kind of interesting and I don't I, believe I yeah I'm serious it, it's uh, 300 shows and um, it's uh, it's just amazing it you know in some ways it feels like the time has just flown by and in other times you think you know, you would think it would be more than that because we've been doing this for a long time. And um I couldn't think of anybody better to have at my side than you, Ms. Miller. So um thank you oh, for all that you do and what yeah. a nice hey, r- boy. Yeah. <laughs> my mother raised <laughs> me well, so <laughs> uh, all right, so let's, let's get on to the show here. We've got a, we've got a guest waiting for us. So uh, as I mentioned, Jacqueline uh, Lee is uh, from the Epson Tour, and she enjoys other things. She enjoys some hiking, relaxing spa days, uh, working out, fashion, reading, skiing, paddle boring, traveling, and exploring. Uh, she admits to being an adventurous eater and foodie. We're going to talk to her about that a little bit later on. Uh, her 2021 season in a nutshell, uh, she played 10 events, uh, 6 cuts were made, Uh, She also played collegiately at the Ohio State University Was part of the first team All-Big Ten in 2018. And she was their scholar athlete in 2016, 17, and 18, and actually tied fifth at the 2018 NCAA Individual National Championship. And she's also a six-year member, uh, or was a six-year member of Golf Canada's national team. So she is Canadian. And uh, I didn't tell her this off-air, but... um, Obviously, as you know, Cindy, I'm Canadian, too, so we got something in common. So, Cindy, let's welcome our first guest this morning, uh, Jacqueline Lee.
2: Good morning. Hi. <laughs>
3: where in where Canada are you from? I'm from Calgary, Alberta, so really close to Banff oh. National Park, where, that, where the gorgeous mountains are.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. How
3: Indeed. How nice. How nice.
2: And you went to the Ohio State University. That's awesome. I
3: did. I did. Yeah. Proud Buckeye over here.
2: Yeah. Our son went there for two years and then transferred to Augusta State. So you know Therese? (laughs) Oh,
3: that's it. Yes, I do. Yes. She's a wonderful lady. Um, Isn't she? I think they just celebrated her retirement um, from coaching at Ohio State at the Lady Buckeye. That happened just this past week, which the girls actually also won their home tournament. So that was really exciting.
2: Very exciting. That golf course is a little difficult.
3: It is, yeah. They actually have a U.S. Open women's qualifier there um, in about a a couple weeks, and there's definitely going to be a lot of Buckeyes there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Very cool. Ted,
3: where are you from, Canada? Canada.
1: I, unfortunately, I'm from flat Ontario, so we don't have too many mountains in, in Ontario, but um, born in Hamilton, uh, lived a lot of my life in Toronto, um, and a little bit out in Halifax, Nova Scotia for a few years as well, so I've moved around. Ooh, I've okay. never been to, to Calgary, uh, and actually haven't been to Vancouver either, which is uh, on my bucket list uh, to do, because I know they're uh, both great areas. But uh, yeah, so we have we have something in common. We're both Canucks. So let me ask you something. I know you're, you've got to be, Melissa, you've got to be, being from Canada. Do you watch any hockey?
3: I do watch hockey. I will say I have watched less hockey um, in the more recent years. <laughs> um, I used to watch the Flames religiously, but that was a long time ago, like back when Zinouf and McGinley were playing. So that's a long time ago. <laughs> Um. Well, I, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I, I've been I've been a Leaf fan pretty much all my life, and I've watched them lose miserably over the years. But nevertheless, <laughs> we always used to pack out the arena. That's one thing I can say about my fellow Canadians: is even when you got a losing team, yes. you still get out and support it. So uh, it's always fun to watch. Oh, but, for sure. Um, so let me, Cindy, if you don't mind, I'm just going to j- jump in here real quick. Um, so obviously uh, you're one of the Canadians on tour, and as you mentioned, you've played um, for Ohio State. Tell us about your time there. How how was your experience at Ohio State?
3: Uh, yeah, it was it was one of a kind. I would say um, I don't have enough good things to say about it. I think that I grew a lot uh, as a player and a person there, um, and it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I was surrounded by Um, a group of ladies who we all had the same goals in mind, like we wanted to win a national championship. And, I mean, I would say most of us wanted um, to turn professional as well at uh, post-collegiate career. So we're all quite individually motivated as well, um, which is always Mm -hmm. a really good environment to be in um, because it just makes you work that much harder as well. Um, And then, I mean, Coach Heshin, we talked a little bit about her, but, she was really the reason why I went to Ohio State and chose to go there because, I mean, people told me, like, why do you want to go to Ohio State? It's so cold still. They're like, you're not going south. <laughs> and for me, it was because of it was because of Coach Hession. Um And also they had just built a, a really new indoor practice facility. So with having a really good practice facility for the wintertime and having a coach in which I felt like I could learn a lot from, Um, I mean, that was really important to me because, I mean, everyone told me going into it, like, coach is going to push your buttons. And I'm like, great. Like, that's what I want. I want to, I want to get better, (laughs) but yeah, I I, really enjoyed it.
1: Well, and you know, I can tell you being a fellow Canadian that I agree with your friends um, on one respect. Yeah. You needed to come a little further South. If you want to stay warm, um, Ohio can get pretty, pretty cold, but but you're used to that, obviously, being from Calgary, as you mentioned. You're used to some cold weather, so you can, you can certainly tough it out. Um, now, you're also a, a, a multi-year member of um, Canada's national golf team. Um, what about that? How yes. did you manage to get into that? And um, was that, uh, obviously, it was a great experience as well. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, so I made the national team, I think, either when I was 15 or 16. So it's been it's been a quite a while now. Um, <laughs> and um, I started on the junior development team, which was really great because I feel like that gave me a, a leg up going into um, playing amateur tournaments and collegiate tournaments because what would happen was that we would have training camps every month, and they were about four to five days long. Um, so I was missing school about four to five Times um for five days out of a month, every month out of a year. So I had to really be on top of my schedule to make sure I reached out to my teachers um, whether I had assignments or homework due, and to be really proactive and and how I was going to complete my studies like while I was training because the training camps are super intense. I mean, you would wake up early and you probably work from like six until nine um, just because you know when you have just a handful of days together out of the month, like you want to get as much worth as you if you can in. So I feel like that made me grow up a little bit um, when I was younger. Not that I wasn't already mature, but I just feel like it kind of kicked it to another level where you already had to know how to travel on your own. And, of course, we would meet our, our national team coach once we were at the destination. But um, then with that you had to be pretty independent and learn a, learn a little bit of, of I guess there's a taste of what professional golf would be like. Um, But, Mm -hmm. yeah, I really enjoyed it. I feel like that too has really um, grown who I am as a player and as a person because there was just a lot of traveling that we were able to do and got to play a lot of top-notch events and play a lot of international events that I probably wouldn't have played if I weren't on the team.
1: Yeah, and – and you know, it, it's obviously, as you said, it's a great experience, and it helps you grow as as a young young lady to um, learn to balance, find find it a balancing act between playing and and obviously your education. And Cindy can certainly relate to that. She was a a member and also attended the University of Miami, so I know she can relate a lot of about having to balance uh, her academics with her her golfing uh, career as well. Uh, Cindy, go ahead.
2: So. What I just heard from you, it, it's funny because our son and I talk a lot, and he's a really good player. He's like a plus five at a really hard course. Played in a couple USGA events last year. He's an, he's an amateur now. Um, but what we were discussing is those who really choose to get better have to really look in the mirror and be willing and open to learning. And that's exactly yes. what I just heard you say. So many people are afraid to look in the mirror to see their flaws when they don't understand that once they see them, there's a way to fix them. So tell me what your hardest lesson that you've had to learn about you has been.
3: Mm, my hardest lesson? Um, well, I just think that's the hardest moment that i probably face in. And- and golf as far as getting injured my rookie year and kind of the comeback um coming from there. But I would say something that I learned in, in college would be, I mean, I like to practice a certain way. I'm a range rat, I'm not one who likes to play. Um and a coach had us do a lot of drills that we had to finish, especially in my freshman year. Um and it was like, you gotta finish these, like there's no quitting. Um, And, of course, like, that can be frustrating when you've got other things on your plate and stuff. Uh, But the one thing that I did tell myself for sure during college is that, like, like, I know that some people can get really over it. They can get over college golf as soon as they are, you know, juniors and seniors that they've been in it for a few years. Um, and then they just stopped listening to their coaches. And I was like, I'm like, I don't ever want you to become like that. Like, everything that you're doing in college is going to help you um, later. And everything that coach wants you to do never has any ill intent. Like, she's always asking you to do something because she wants you to get better. Um, and so, I mean, I, in college, learned that I needed to incorporate a little bit more play time <laughs> into my practice. And that was actually beneficial um, so I learned to be a bit more efficient on the range um, and just, like, in my practice to then be able to also take lessons from playing out on the golf course because spending two, three hours on the range isn't really going to do you much good if you can't transfer those skills.
2: There you go. Awesome. What's the best part of your game?
3: I um, enough. I would I would say uh, my long game still. My long game has been has been a strength of mine um, for a while and definitely has suffered a little bit with my wrist injury, so my short game has had to get a little bit better to kind of balance that out. Uh, But predominantly, I'm I'm a good driver of the ball.
2: Awesome.
1: Ted? Interesting, you know, um, that you say that because most of the young ladies that we've had on here over the years, with a few exceptions, all say the same thing the long game is seems to be their strength whether it's driving or their irons or what i don't hear a lot of them saying their short game is really their (laughs) strength um do you think there's a reason for that do you think that much like on the men's tours that everybody's trying to get those extra yards so they're focusing a lot on the long game um do you think that's the same for you jacqueline
3: um, I think that the men's game and the women's game is a little bit different, where the men's game, from my perspective, like, everyone hits it far. So if you're not hitting it far, like, you're a bit of it at a disadvantage. Um, mm-hmm. Versus on the women's side, if you can hit it far and you can hit it straight, it actually does give you a bit of an advantage to some of the courses that we play because you can take some of the, the hazards that are in play out of play um, just by choosing a different club. Um, and then having shorter clubs in, like, that's always an advantage, especially when we're having um, par threes that are, like, 190 or 200 uh, yards long. If you're hitting a 5-iron or a 4-iron versus someone else is hitting their 7-wood or some 3-wood, like, that's a huge advantage. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that with um, a lot of the girls being so well with their long game, for sure short game is where... The game is is really differentiated and who's winning and who's not um, because with the with the women's game, I think everyone hits the ball well. Like everyone hits it straight, <laughs> so right. you really gotta gotta make up your shots with your short game, whether it's converting birdie putts or having really good par
1: Do you think also too, uh, and you know we hear a lot of amateurs say this that, you know, and I know you girls work on your short games much differently than obviously the amateurs do. But do you think even for you guys that, you know, it's not as much fun working on putting and little chip shots for, for most people, maybe not your case. I don't know. That's what I'm asking this for. Um, But so people, you know, like you say, you're a range rat. I'm kind of that way too. I like to get out there and, you know, stripe it out out in the range and and really, you know, see what distance I can get and how I can shape my shots and so forth. Do you think that that's part of why um, it's more challenging to work on the short game? Because it's, let's face it, it's sometimes not as much fun as getting up there with your driver and belting it out, you know, 280 or, or whatever the case may be. Do you think that's part of and Is that the case for you?
3: Um, I would say yes and no. I mean, I feel like maybe short game is a little less sexy to be practicing. Um, but right. there's actually so many different drills. Um, and things that you can be doing with your short game. I think it's just about finding them. Um, I do think that on an amateur level, yeah, going to the range, like that's that's what practicing is. You know, like you mm-hmm. people that tell you to go practice putting, you're like, okay, well, well what do I do? Like, what does practicing putting even mean? Um, mm-hmm. But I think that practicing putting for me, I actually quite enjoy it because I like I like completing drills and I like having little challenges that I can do and seeing. Um, I mean in different ways, I'm either counting points or anything, um, and how quick can I can, can I complete the drill.
1: hmm Exactly. Um now you I believe if I read everything correctly, uh twenty nineteen was your rookie year, correct?
3: Yes, yes it was.
1: Yep. So you come in just the year before this lovely pandemic hits. You're getting ready to, to really fire up your career, and then obviously everything sort of comes to a grinding halt. Last year in 2021, um, you played in some vents, 10 I believe, and six, you made six cuts. Give us an idea overall how would you describe last season with respect to your play. How do you feel you played overall? Obviously, you probably would have liked to have made a few more cuts. Um, and then where do you see what, what's this season looking like so far?
3: Yeah, so 2021, um, definitely didn't really go as planned. Um, I was finishing up my medical extension that I got from my injury um, in my rookie year. So, I mean, to get injured in 2019 and then finally play at the medical extension 2021, it was, I felt like it was a long time coming. Um, and, yeah, I felt like my play, it didn't really reflect all the time and and effort that I put into it, but you know that's that's golf that <laughs> can be said for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, I just felt like there's there's a little bit more in the tank that I can that I can put out there. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed, but I also know that coming back from the injury and then having COVID here didn't really have a lot of time mm. to really ease myself back into. Um, tournament play because you learn so much when you play a tournament versus you're just Mm -hmm. playing around at your home course or you're just practicing. It's just a different level. um, And you learn things every single round that you play. So I feel like I guess my lack of play last year definitely hurt me a little bit because I would have liked to make a few more cuts and, you know, like get a bit more into the mindset of like how you're playing on the weekend versus for the first two days. Um, Because it brings in a bit of some different nerves, especially, like, if you put yourself in contention, you can't recreate those feelings on the first few days of a tournament. Um, Mm -hmm. And so this year, I'm just really looking forward to having um, a bit more of a set-out schedule where I know exactly which tournaments I'll be playing because last year was a bit of a hit and miss. It would be like, okay, I'm going to play this event. If I get in, like, depends on the reshuffle and whatnot. There was a lot of um, ifs and buts. Uh, with my schedule last year. So this year I'm really looking forward to playing it full out on the option tour and then hopefully come top 10 on the money list and can regain my LPJ tour card.
1: Very good. Um, Cindy, go ahead.
2: I'm so impressed with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I really, I really am. I mean, you just, you get it, you get it, you get it, you get it. And you're not beating yourself up, which is awesome. Um, what do you do for fun?
3: Oh man, honestly, I like to nap. I don't get enough naps in. <laughs> but you know, you know how the days can be long, and especially with the with the hot weather that we play in. Do I know uh, the days?
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah,
3: you do know how the days go, yeah. So, honestly, I try to, to prioritize, like, my sleep and stuff. Of course, we visit some really cool places. So, um, for example, this weekend in Utah, we're really close to Zion. So, um, after the tournament's over for sure, I would love to go visit either Zion or Bryce Canyon. Um, so, I like to be adventurous when I can, but you really got to be careful with that out here because you don't want to be wasting your energy doing something else when you've got a three-week stretch to play. Um, but I also like reading as well. Um but um, yeah pretty much I just like relaxing. I like to do things when when I feel like it's not going to affect uh the next week's plans. Um but for sure on the road in between in image reading tournament rounds, definitely relaxing is a big go-to for me. <laughs>
2: awesome. Awesome.
1: So Good. let me ask. Yeah, let me ask you um Jacqueline, just a final question. This was something I, I couldn't resist asking. So this is kind of a fun fact, I guess, about you. Um, you admit to being an adventurous eater and foodie. What, what up, what's up with that? <laughs> Tell us about that.
3: Um, I mean, I eat, I eat absolutely everything. <laughs> Maybe not absolutely everything, um, but I eat a lot of different kinds of foods. Um, I'm Chinese, so I mean, in our culture, we mm-hmm. elite, eat a lot of different parts. Um, of the animals um, mm-hmm. and yeah there's there's a lot of things that I would eat like even in just like normal Chinese cuisine dim sum uh, where like I mean chicken feet is served I eat that um, and mm-hmm. there's something called tripe which is like the lining of yep. the of the stomach um, and mm-hmm. I eat that as well um, mm-hmm. I've eaten cat tongue before had- and these things like I view as normal like, it's not like, a, oh, like, I'm going to try this. Like, I, I view these dishes as, as normal.
1: <laughs> well, I can, I can say I've had tripe. I haven't had the cow's tongue in that. But uh, I'm Italian, so for us, we just throw spaghetti sauce on whatever it is. If we're not sure what it is or what it's going to taste like, we just mix it up with a little spaghetti pasta <laughs> sauce, and, and we're good to go. Um, and, yes. it's, well, you know, um, it, it covers a multitude of sins. Uh, But, you know, it's interesting. Now, are you a big, do you really like to cook as well? I mean, obviously, you enjoy eating a lot of different variety of things and trying things. Um, Are you a big cook? Like, when you go out on tour, I know sometimes it's not always easy, um, but uh, some of them, depending on where they're staying, if they're staying on their own or if they're staying at at, um, some of the housing that's available, uh, do you try to to cook as much as possible or is that just something when you sort of your off weeks?
3: Yeah, honestly, more so just at home um, during the off-season. When I'm in-season, I feel like all oh, my cooking skills still out the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really love cooking, but, like, cooking in an environment that I'm, like, really comfortable with. So, like, at home, that's, like, my bread and butter. Um, and my dad's a really good cook. Um, he cooks most of the food in our house. And my mom cooks uh, most of the Chinese food in our house. So I get a, I get a mix of skill learning from each. Um, and so when I'm in off season and like I'm settled down in a place, so honestly, if I have a question about cooking, I'll usually call them up and be like, Hey, what is the recipe for this? Or like, I'm about to cook this. What do you do for this? And, um, I do, I do enjoy cooking. Uh, but on the road, I just find that it's too much of a hassle. And honestly, I probably make things that I would never serve anyone else. Like, it's, sometimes it's really just about feeling my body. And I'm like, okay, like, this <laughs> taste amazing, but, like, I'll eat it, but I'm never, ever going to serve it to anyone else. I was like, hi, I've made dinner for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you know, you've got to have, you've, it, everything in life is a balancing act, and, you know, uh, it's it's good that you enjoy it, and obviously you enjoy a lot of uh, different foods and things like that, but sometimes you just kind of need a, a break from the kitchen and say, you know what, I'm just going to go out and, and let somebody else do the cooking, or I'm going to, you know, go and get it somewhere else, so I think that's good. Um, well, Jacqueline, <laughs> we want to thank you um, for joining us this morning, and best of luck this season. I know you're coming you know, really into a full season since you've, you mentioned you had the wrist injury and that. So this is going to be your, uh, really your first big test, um, you know, back in a healthier frame, if you will. So good luck this season. We wish you all the best.
3: Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you both. Good luck, honey. Make a lot of birdies. <laughs> thank you. I'm going to try.
1: All right. Thank you, Jacqueline. All right, that was Jacqueline Lee. Um, very interesting, and I agree with you real, real quick, and then we've got to move on. Um, I, I agree with you. I think she's a very impressive... You know, I, I, and I know I've said this, and it sounds like a, you know, a catchphrase, but I'm really impressed, to be honest, Cindy, and I think you would agree. Um, obviously, there's going to be some more than others, but uh, overall, just the... I, I don't even want to say professionalism. Uh, obviously, that's there, but just the maturity level of a lot of these young ladies that we have on the show. It's just amazing how together they are, how focused they are, and just how they're able to differentiate when it's time to go to work and when it's time to just sort of kick back and nap, as she as she eloquently put it. You know, they they seem to be able to find a balance in their life for the most part. Would you agree?
2: Absolutely. and. And not down on herself at all, you know, yeah. totally trusting and believing. Um, yeah, it's just, it's awesome, awesome. I was totally impressed.
1: Yeah, because I can tell you, when I was her age, <laughs> it was a whole different story. I was not together. I mean, I was pretty, pretty conservative and pretty, uh, you know, um, you know, smart about certain things. But I think she's a lot more together than I was probably until I was thirty. So. Uh, but anyways, uh, all right, so we're going to move on and uh, bring on our next guest. I'll tell you a little bit about her, and then we will bring her out. Uh, Leslie Myers is uh, with us uh, in a moment, and she is the president of Hot Girls Pearls, uh, the cooling uh, jewelry company based in New York. Uh, prior to that, uh, she was an independent marketing consultant for several years, working with such companies as obviously Social, an influencer marketing company. Uh, she was also the head of business development for uh, charitable checkout and online reward giving uh, platform. And she has over 25 years of marketing experience with companies like J.Crew and Columbian House Records and was also spent 10 years with Citigroup. So Cindy, let's welcome our next guest, Leslie Myers.
2: Good morning. Good morning. We are so glad you are here. So Ted, I have to tell you how I found this woman. Um, I was at the PGA show, and I'm walking along, and you know how you kind of snoop out who's new and
1: mm-hmm.
2: who's not, yep. and what should I look at? And I saw these big pearls, and I thought, oh, those are cool. What are they? And she said, well, they you can freeze them. I said, what? And <laughs> I said, you're kidding. She goes, no, it's for the heat. And I don't know if you know this, but being from Buffalo, when I'm in Miami, and it's 97 degrees i don't do very well and i've had to right. withdraw from tournaments because of heat so i immediately fell in love with her and her product and now why don't you tell us about this and how you came up with it leslie because they're absolutely awesome
4: oh thank you i'm so happy to to talk to you and it was great that you found us um and you know, i agree being at the pga show for us it was our first time being there and, you know, I'll briefly say that, you know, golfers sort of found us as opposed to us saying, you know, this is great for women golfers. So the, the concept for the product was really developed um, when the original founder, who's close to 70 right now, but um, she was going through some debilitating hot flashes and could not find anything that she could either wear in public that made her feel better um, or that she could, that looked like something that she would want to wear in public without people, you know, either staring at her or wondering what was wrong. And so her aha moment was stringing together some refreezable ice cubes and tying them on around her neck and realizing, hey, this is actually working. So what could I do to make something that I would actually want to wear? So. Um, it's actually a patented process to make them. And I know that you can't see me, but I actually put them on this morning just so that I could relive that um, instant cooling uh, feeling. So each pearl has non-toxic cooling gel, sort of like you'd find um, in an ice pack. Um, The components Mm -hmm. of how they're made is a little bit different. They're super lightweight. They have a magnetic clasp. And once you put them in the freezer, they come in every freezable pouch, which makes it great for golfers to take them on the go. But as soon as you start feeling hot, you put them on, and they immediately start to cool you down, both necklaces and bracelets. Because, um, as you know, even maybe if you're an athlete or not an athlete, when you're feeling hot, the most important pulse points to cool down first are the back of your neck or your inside of your wrist. And sometimes people will say, Mm -hmm. if you're hot, oh, put your wrist under some ice-cold water. So that's the, the brainchild of the product. And like I said, golfers really found us. Um, and we have just tried to embrace the community as much as we can. Um, and so last year when the PGA show was virtual, we said, oh, well, let's, let's give it a try and, and see who we can reach out to. And we had a really fabulous response. Um, Gulf Coast Magazine chose us as a top 10 best accessory. And um, Gulf Vacations Magazine featured us. So we were just thrilled to be um, embraced the way that we were. And then appearing there this year, the response has been fantastic. And it has really turned out to be a fun um, member guest type of um, product, just something different for golfers. And I'm sure just like um, any sport, you know, your concentration is important. And if you're hot, those things might suffer. And so if you can stay cool while you're playing, I think it just adds to the enjoyment while you're out there, not to mention, I'm sure your performance could improve as well.
1: Very interesting. They're
4: just awesome.
2: Yeah. I got them Let me- um, when I was still up here and then I, I took them to boot camp with me, and what a difference. Holy cow. And, and you know what? Our daughter works for Golf Channel, and she's like, I need these. So I need to order some more, um, Leslie. She needs, she wants the 18-inch because she does shoots all day long in the heat for instruction, and she said, I just can't do it. So anyway, go ahead, Ted. Sorry.
1: No. So let me ask you. It's very interesting because I've, I've obviously visited your, your website before we, uh, you know, um, had you scheduled for the program. And, um, you know, obviously being a male, I, I don't wear pearls, but I found it very, very interesting that the, the whole concept behind it. So I wanted to ask a couple of things. First off, um, how long from when you freeze them and where – and obviously I, I guess climate is going to play a factor, of course, depending on where you are. But typically on average, how long does that sort of cooling – like so if you put it around your neck, let's say you're wearing the necklace – Um, how long typically will that cooling effect be there before you would have to sort of um, refreeze them again or or cool them down again?
4: Right. Well, it's a great question, and I will also let you know that um, you're right. Pearls are not necessarily for everyone, and so we have designed a new line of other shapes that provide a different sense of cooling just because of the shape of the bead and where it's located. Mm-hmm. So we have something that we call a chiclet, bracelet, and mm-hmm. necklace. And we actually have even adapted that technology on a larger size for men. Specifically, we have had a lot of men. So it's like a wristband, really, around your wrist, right. elastic. Um, but to your point, we tell people to freeze them for at least four hours, um, or you can leave it in there overnight. And like I said, it comes in a freezeable travel pouch so that you could take them with you, throw it in the cooler or throw it in your golf bag. Mm-hmm. Once you take them right. out of the freezer or out of the pouch, um, typically you can get about 30 minutes of cooling, and you're exactly right. It can depend on your own body temperature and where you are, how long that's going to last. And, you know, if you've ever put an ice pack or anything cold on you, you know, once mm-hmm. you your body sort of desensitizes to it, it won't feel as cold anymore. But yet, it's still it's still chilled. It's still cold. And then the pouch itself will stay cold for a few hours. So you can put it back inside. Um, we always like to say, well, if you have two, you'll never go without a cold one because you could take it off, <laughs> put another one on, and kind of switch them back and forth. Um, I mean, they're great on the golf course. They're great off the golf course, especially, let's say, when you're done playing. Um, It's a great way to just cool your body down in a, you know, fun and fashionable way. We like to think of ourselves as sort of the perfect combination of fashion and function. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, and, And you can take them, you know, wherever you're going next.
1: Well, and, it, and it's multi-purpose, you know, obviously, as you just pointed out, it, it not only is fashionable for women to have them, but it also serves another purpose. It's helping to cool them down when they get out on the golf course, and, and, uh, and obviously, they could use it elsewhere besides the golf course, but um, no, I think it's a very interesting product, and so I'm assuming, then, that the, uh, the pearls, as you were, or the items, are actually hollow that have something inside them. Is that the idea? Do I, did I understand you correctly?
4: Right. So the cooling gel is actually a mixture of a powder and a water that creates more like a paste. So it's not like water that will expand and contract, um, like when you freeze, freeze water and right. it turns to ice. Um, it won't do that. So because of the combination, the compounds that we've made, they're actually really, really lightweight. And I'm sure Cindy, now that she's worn them, you know, on or off the golf course, can attest they look like they might be heavy. And this, I think is another reason why women like wearing them while they're playing is they're so lightweight that you won't even Mm -hmm. realize that you have anything on. It won't distract at all to the way you're playing. And the magnetic clasp also couldn't make it any easier to take on and take off. So let's say while you're playing, just snap it on. You can snap it off. You're not fiddling with a tiny little clasp um, to get them on and off. And the magnet, the magnet is strong enough. Also, it's not, They're not going to come off. Let's say while you're playing,
1: right? Hmm. No, Um, Cindy. Go ahead.
4: Because I was, well, I played with them on,
2: and it doesn't come off at all, and it's awesome. Um, I just, what do you suggest for people? What do most people want? The sixteen inch or the eighteen inch?
4: You know, I think it's really a personal preference. I mean. The 18-inch typically will fit um, most people, and but I have heard that, you know, someone wants it sort of hugging their neck because you don't really want someone something maybe dangling down, but you also want it to be comfortable. Um, and I think that's also why um, the bracelets that we sell, these chiclet cooling bracelets, and we call them that because you look at them they actually look like a piece of chiclet gum sort of the shape and the elastic wristband makes it sort of nice and easy and snug and it's not going to jingle around Um, and it just looks like a pretty wristband really Um, and and most likely you're just going to get a lot of compliments with someone saying oh that's so nice what are you wearing and someone will say oh you know what it's an ice pack it's really frozen and nine times out of 10 people will get the same reaction that you did, which is, you've got to be kidding, or let me feel that, or how do I get one, or, you know, so it's a nice, it's a nice gift. Um, and I think women tend to like to share great finds that they find with each other. So we do find that once someone tries it and they show it to their friends, they're like, oh, I want one too.
2: Right. Okay, so tell us
4: what they cost. So the chiclet bracelets start at $50. They come in two different sizes. Um, we have a sort of a smaller and a large. And that, even as I mentioned, we did make them for men that come even a slightly larger size in the black color. Um, and it's one price no matter what size you choose. And then the 16-inch necklaces are... Like they said, they each come with their own pouch and then they go up from there. The longest 20 inch is uh, $95. And what we even do, uh, we can do is custom. So if somebody needed something either a little smaller or a little longer, we do have our own stringer and we do make a number of custom items as well.
2: That's great. That's great. I'm telling you what, I, it's going to save me. They're sitting in the freezer right now. I'm, I'm hoping that I can use them soon in Buffalo. We were supposed to get two inches of snow today, and it's April 19th. Give me a break.
1: Ted, go yeah. ahead. So, Leslie, let me ask you, I have noticed that I'm just actually navigating a little bit around the, the website as we speak, and I see that you, you had a limited edition uh, for breast cancer awareness, uh, a special collection for that. Tell us a little bit about that.
4: Yeah, you're right. So, as I mentioned, our products were really originally developed for women going through hot flashes or menopause. Mm -hmm. There are a number of reasons why someone might be uh, hot or overheated or have heat sensitivity issues, and certain medical conditions, um, cancer being one of them, um, either women going through chemotherapy, for example, or they've finished their treatment and no, maybe they can't go on hormone replacement therapy or other reasons why they don't want to do that, but yet are still suffering the side effects of those treatments. So we did create a special breast cancer awareness version, and that is our best-selling, you know, our classic ivory pearls with a pink spacer in between just to have a little remembrance for it. We also um, uh help women with multiple sclerosis because that is actually creates a lot of heat sensitivity issues. Um and so in that women suffering with that problem, there aren't very many things that people could wear, again, that wear in public, that look nice, that look mm-hmm. pretty, and that for a little while can just sort of make them forget about it. So we do sell quite a few to women going through multiple sclerosis, other mm-hmm. uh in, immunized, compromised women, people going through lupus or other types of those treatments um, or conditions, if you will, um, have found benefit from our product. So um, we have the breast cancer awareness. We also make some custom items that we call our glamour collection that has gold spacers in between. We do a really fun one with rainbow spacers in between. So um, like I said, we can kind of do almost anything if someone reached out to us and said, Um, uh, there was a certain combination or there was a reason why they liked a certain color. We've done fun things for different sports teams. If you're going to support, um, maybe you have a child that plays on a certain team and you're going to go sit in the heat and watch them play baseball or soccer or what have you, and you want to wear their team colors. We do do combinations with red and blue and white um, or gray and black. So there's, like I said, we can kind of do anything.
1: So, and, and as I said, I'm, I'm looking at, and you have really so many options. You even have a, a patriotic collection, a black tie collection as an example, tropical, pastel, you know, the, the list goes on. Um, how long does it take from start to finish? So if somebody had um, maybe a, a custom request, not so much length and things, but maybe they wanted something, whether it be for a team or, or what have you, how long would it take from start to finish, from them saying, okay, this is what I'd like to do, and let's say they talk to you today, typically what's the turnaround?
4: So our stringer is um, right on site with us, which is really nice. So typically if we get a custom order, we can turn it around in less than two weeks, I would say, maybe a week wow. probably depending on what it is that they they needed. Um, and you mentioned all the different collections we have um, one that's actually really fun, especially coming up for the summer, is a wedding collection. And mm-hmm. we call it that primarily because the colors of the pearls are pastel in nature, and they make a fabulous gift for a mother of the bride, mother of the groom, especially if you're having a summer wedding and you're standing outside taking pictures or the ceremonies outside and it's hot and humid, or after you're on the dance floor, um, it can actually... Because they're a little bit oversized, um, that is one of the things I think the push and pull of our product is um, we want them to look good, but we also want them to function the way that we want. And finding the right balance between what's the size of the pearl and how long will they stay cool is something we definitely, I wouldn't say struggle with, but it's definitely on our mind. And people come to us all the time and say, Oh, I wish the pearls were a little bit smaller or I wish they'd stay cool a little bit longer. And that's sort of the back and forth that we deal with when they, when the first iteration of the pearls came out, they're actually even larger than this. And I know um, your listeners can't see them, but they are mm-hmm. about an inch in diameter. I would say sort of the size of a gumball is kind of what they look mm-hmm. like. And for some people that feels big and overwhelming but trust me, once you put them on, they actually don't – I'm sure Cindy could attest to this as well – they actually don't look too big. I mean, yes, it's like a statement piece of jewelry, but nothing over the top. And because they're so lightweight, again, it won't feel overwhelming to anybody.
1: Well, I think the, the benefits that they offer, besides obviously being very stylish for women, um, I think far away what – what somebody might perceive. I, I think it's very interesting, and and you obviously um, just to to make note for the listeners. I mean, it's been featured on uh, Live uh, Kelly and Ryan's, uh, obviously on the Today Show, Good Morning America, just to name a few. So it's obviously gotten a lot of, and you mentioned Gulf Coast Magazine. Um, it, it's obviously gotten a lot of attention, and I think you know traditionally a lot of the the. The items that we've seen, and, and whether it be inside golf or outside, are typically there's some sort of a type of a an ice pack or uh, a cooling towel, which you know certainly can help. But again, it's not something that you know people maybe want to do. So this is obviously a very stylish alternative, and also has multi purposes. It can also uh, be something you could just have as a fashion statement for for um, some of the women, and it makes a great gift. And obviously, with Mother's Day coming up here in just a few weeks. Uh, I can imagine you're gearing up for for, um, uh, that as well, correct?
4: Uh, No doubt. For Mother's Day, we see (laughs) it as a great gift. And, in fact, um, one thing that we did to the pearls that we um, had done with the um, Chiclet cooling braces was to create this stone-like look to them. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, most women maybe have a set of pearls in their drawer, and so they're looking for something a little bit different. So, I will say uh, this thing that we've created called the stone collection really does look like real stones. Um, We do something in a blue lapis and an onyx and a jade, um, but it is the same cooling technology just with a whole different look. Um, So it could be dressy, it could be casual, you know, um, on the golf course, off the golf course, it really is a unique one-of-a-kind product. Um, and so we, we are proud of it. We, there isn't anything um, on the market like it. Um, like you, like you said, you can find cooling towels and other kinds of products that will keep you cool. Um, but this is something that you can leave it in your freezer and, um, you know, wear it whenever you want to. I actually like to wear them when I'm cooking, believe it or not. It gets really hot in the kitchen and I'm like, oh yeah, they're Mm -hmm. right there in the freezer.
1: Well, as I said, they're multi purpose, multifaceted. Um Cindy, any uh, final questions or, or final thoughts?
2: No, all I can say is thank you so much. I'm so glad you made them and I'm gonna order some more. So thank you.
4: Oh, that's so kind. Thank you. I'm glad you found them too.
1: And Liz uh, Let the folks know where they can go to learn more about them and obviously purchase some for themselves. And with Mother's Day coming up, as I said, uh, this is going to make a great gift, and there's still time to do that. So where can they go to get more information?
4: So if you go to our website, hotgirlspearls.com, you'll see the full collection of um, all of our new products, our existing products. If you want something custom-made, you should just email us directly at info at hotgirlspearls.com. We are doing a special for Mother's Day. So when you use Code Mom Day, you'll get $10 on us, and that will be good on any item that you wanted to buy. Um, and, of course, we're also on Amazon. Not our full collection is on Amazon, but it's always a great, great resource. I know if people have time, they can get next day shipping for free. And so you can also find us on Amazon. And some retailers. Perfect. I would say we're at a lot of retailers as well. So check your favorite retailers.
1: Very good. Whether you're golfing or not, uh, it certainly makes a great item. Uh, I think we could all use a little little cooling, if you will. Uh, well, Leslie, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate it. And, again, uh, go to hotgirlspearls.com to get more information uh, and to see their full collection. Um, thank you for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf. We really appreciate it.
4: Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Leslie. All well, right. Please. You have a great... Thank you.
1: All right. Bye-bye. All right. Very interesting. Um, makes me kind of jealous that we don't have more interesting things in the men's side uh, line. But she said that they are making something or they have something or will be available for, for men. So I'll have to keep an eye out for that. But um, obviously, you, uh, you've you uh, experienced the benefits from them. And it's an interesting product. And I, and I can see why, they, why they've why they done well down at the uh, the PGA show. Because, again, a lot of women that want to play, um, you know, whether they're, you know, having... Uh, Personal experiences or not, I think it's it's a fashionable product that uh, obviously can serve a multi purpose as well. So I, I can see where it would be uh, enjoyable. Um, all right, we got to split, um, and then we will be back next week, right, Cindy, for show number three, three hundred and two, will be next week. Wow, I hope you'll join us.
2: Awesome. yeah,
1: I know, I know, we'll be back. hard to believe. We'll be back. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Again, thanks to our special guest this morning. We will see you next week right here on the Women of Golf. God bless, everybody. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed listening to this week's Women of Golf show. Ted and Cindy wish to thank this week's special guest. Remember to join them every Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the iGolf Sports Network or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, Live, and of course, Spotify. To get updates on the show, you can follow the Women of Golf Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash womenofgolf. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.